This is Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International, a non-denominational end times ministry dedicated to fulfilling a divine commission to trumpet forth warnings from God concerning the imminent second coming of Christ and the impending judgment of God upon the ungodly. God has sent Dr. Hansen to many nations of the world with a solemn warning to the political and religious leaders and citizenry to repent of their sinfulness and wickedness or face the catastrophic judgments that will soon be unleashed upon the unbelieving world. Listen now to the warnings of our compassionate and merciful Creator conveyed through His faithful prophetic spokesman, the host of Warning Radio, Dr. Jonathan Hansen. This is Dr. Jonathan Hansen. I'm the president of World Ministries International as well as Eagles Saving Nations. Please go to my website, worldministries.org, worldministries.org. Join Eagle Saving Nations. We have got to stop this communist takeover. We've got to have another great awakening. Or let me tell you, we're going to lose America. Again, worldministries.org. Special guest, Fred Christian. Fred, welcome back. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Now, I want to talk today about public schools are the enemy. Now, I wrote this clear back in November 2013. And you're going to see how applicable it is mm-hmm. for today. Yeah. Now, Fred, I'll tell you what. Uh, everything that's happening, whether it was BLM, whether it was Antifa, whether it's uh, Hamas protesters, students and both teachers leading them, uh, university professors, university students, they have been marching in favor of these groups that are geared to destroy America. That's right. And so, I mean, what is going on? Well, public schools are the enemy. I'm going to read a few paragraphs. There are some pastors who say they're concerned about evangelism, that they're concerned about the youth, but they hire some inexperienced, sometimes single young person who usually doesn't have the maturity or spiritual wisdom and experience to do the job. As a result, the youth department turns into a party instead of developing followers of Jesus Christ. The dating game is in operation with all the sin that goes with it, even at times with the youth pastor. Mm -hmm. I want to state for the record that I believe If most of these pastors were truly concerned over the souls of the generations of young people, they would try to legally change the ideologies, immoralities, values being propagated by teachers and professors of the public schools starting from kindergarten through university. Now, I've said quite a bit in that paragraph. One, let's take the first one. I don't believe that they should be hiring I, I've been a f- senior pastor five times. I've uh, been involved with several mega churches. Right. And uh, I certainly had uh, ministry in those churches geared for the youth. But let right. me tell you, I did not hire an inexperienced single youth pastor with his hormones roaring. Mm-hmm. 
I believe the youth, the millennials, are, are very complicated and they need a lot of input into their lives. They need a person with experience. I would hire a more mature pastor. Right. Hire or but somebody I raised, a more mature pastor that's married. So you're not tempted to, uh, if we want to say sin. I have seen, Fred, right here even where I live, there's youth pastors being arrested. Right. Being arrested. Sodomy. Uh, other things. Right. What do you think, Fred? It's the the priority. The communist takeover said, how can we get America? We can't, we can't attack the the people in the 50s you know we can't we can't convince the adults but we can convince the kids so they started purposely putting their energy their creativity their their best resources into the kindergarten through 12th grade and then the then colleges oh i know but but that's getting to my second point (laughs) i jumped ahead (laughs) but i want you know I'm, i'm talking first my first point was why are these Senior pastors putting in youth pastors that are inexperienced, that aren't married, uh, their hormones are running themselves. Right. They're opening themselves for that person to fall, right. fail, sin, right. go into immorality. And it happens all the time. Right. Them getting some of the women in their youth apartment pregnant or, or sodomy or whatever. I mean, I could tell you a lot of stories even around here. Right. The oh the youth department okay that's that's the job we give the the new pastor because nobody wants it and then and then what do you raise up people that aren't ex- you, an inexperienced person raises up inexperienced disciples they they don't have the guidance that they really need well a lot of times they think like you said that uh, the youth department the youth pastor he he doesn't need a lot of experience that's that's where he develops they think where I look at it differently as a senior pastor, you need a lot of experience to deal with youth problems. Right. To deal with the complication right now with youth, what they're going through in today's society. Uh, You need a very experienced pastor, and one with a wife, or one with a husband if if she's female, youth pastor, but uh, where they can deal with the complications that youth face today mm-hmm. where they have some maturity to answer uh, where where they themselves can stay out of sin and not be tempted i mean some of these girls go to church and they look like they're going to the disco right. flesh is everywhere fred that concept you know it's, it should be someone married well why not a husband wife team because you then they can have the opportunity to model the appropriate uh, an appropriate behavior instead of a a single person if they're if they really are really super strong in their faith you know maybe they can be have the right message and everything but they're not going to be modeling what the youth need to see as they grow up they're going to be just seeing a single person and everything's safe but then you'd get a, you get step aside from that perfect, you know, no one's perfect. Step aside from that little perfect example. Without a husband wife accountability partners, there's distractions. Yeah, and, and you need as a youth pastor, you need your wife with you when you're counseling all of these females with all of their issues. You need your wife with you. Yeah. 
Or if she's qualified, maybe she's also a pastor in her own right. She needs to counsel them. But right. you need your you need wife. There. You need to be married. Right now, that's what I believe. I, I don't believe that it just because uh, it's the youth department you turn it over to the most inexperienced pastor. No, mm-hmm. I think you need a wise pastor, a mature pastor, a married pastor to deal with the complications that are in uh, youth today. Mm-hmm. They're facing things that I didn't grow up with. Right. There's so much more they have to deal with, but um, that you know the survey came out when. A biblical worldview, and only 12% of youth pastors had a biblical worldview. 12%. So what view are they getting? Where are they developing their worldview? Is it public schools taught by sometimes now socialists and communists? Is it the universities taught by communists and Islamics? Where are they developing their worldview with alternate lifestyle and everything else? So, I mean, this is shocking. Yeah, you have got to have a seasoned <clears throat> pastor, mature that can rightly divide the world word of God. Not eighty-eight percent that don't even have a biblical worldview. That's right, and we see the results of what happens because of that. That 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 needs to flip. And Jesus even showed us showed the disciples the beginning of that. You know, don't don't keep the children from coming to me. They that was their flip of oh, children are important. We need to keep remember that importance and bring it to the church today. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you've just tuned in or uh, radio or television, social media, uh, this is a warning program. Dr. Jonathan Hansen, president of World Ministries International and Eagle Saving Nations. Uh, look at my website, worldministries.org. My guest today is Fred Christian. He has been involved in the past street evangelism, worked with youth, etc., etc., and uh, he's working a lot with us right now uh, with technology and also ministry, and we're glad that he's part of our team. But uh, let's get back to the first question or statement I made. There are some pastors who say they are concerned about evangelism, that they're concerned about the youth. Okay, they say they're concerned about evangelism, but... Let me say, if a pastor or evangelism evangelist is worried about evangelism, interested in souls of the youth, then they must target the school system that is directly undermining everything we are trying to teach in the church with biblical morality, right? Bible values, if they're truly interested in the souls of the youth, they would try to legally change the ideologies, immoralities, and values being propagated by the teachers and professors of the public schools starting from kindergarten through university. Yes. Why aren't they involved in in, in coming against this, this antichrist agenda being taught from kindergarten all the way in universities? You say you're worried about the youth? Are you involved in trying to attack the system, change the system that are destroying our youth, Fred? That's so true. The take the out of oh, I'm working in the church. That's all I do. That's but the beauty of this nation is we have the opportunity to uh, that we the people can make a can make a difference. 
if we don't take the responsibility that we've been given, we, we lose it. The school system is supposed to be governed by the parents. And they, they back out and they go, well, I'm busy. It's not important. I'm busy. I'm going to, you know, and so the youth pastors, the, the church has that opportunity and they don't take it. Well, a lot of parents, you know, as you said, they try to turn over the responsibility of raising their youth to the church or the youth department when the church and the youth department would only have them for one, two, three hours a week. The school has them eight, ten hours a day. Right. And if they're teaching these alternate lifestyles, woke mentality, antichrist agenda, world citizenship, not America. Right. What in the world is going to happen to those children and teenagers when they continue to grow up? They're, what view are they going to have? They're not going to have a biblical worldview. Right. And it's like, okay, I got to make sure my kids go to school. But church, eh, they don't feel like it. I'll let them stay home. You know, it's like the church is considered a, a byproduct, not, not the importance. It should be flipped. Well, you're right. If a pastor or evangelist is truly interested in the souls of the youth, like they say they are, then they must target the American education system and attack the Marxist ideology that has replaced Judeo-Christian values and beliefs. That's right. The so-called, the so-called uh, <clears throat> reasons for getting the Bible, per, Bible and prayer out of school years ago was separations of church and state. But that's not what they're doing in the schools. They're doing the they're doing the opposite. They're putting in their own religious ideology of communism. Again, my real concern is if you say you're concerned about the youth. Why aren't you trying to change the system that is destroying the youth? Right. Why aren't you doing it, Pastor? See, a lot of right. oh, uh, politics, uh, we're not supposed to be involved. This isn't politics. Yeah, it's life. And politics, we are supposed to be involved. Because <laughs> yes. if we don't rule, they do. <laughs> if they do, we're persecuted. I mean, that'll be another subject if we have time to get to. Yeah. But. You say you're worried about the youth and you're not involved in trying to change this horrible system being taught right now, this agenda uh, by the American educationist system with a Marxist ideology. You, you don't care about what they're doing to the youth with their minds, with their values. And yet the students now are backing Hamas to destroy the Jews and the Christians. Right. Pastor, you don't care about the youth. You care about building your own little kingdom, your own little church. Fred? Yes. Without, without getting involved in the society we live in, that means we don't care about the society. Without getting involved with the youth that, we, that are the future generation, we don't care about our future generation. So that's, we have to get involved with the youth. They have to get involved with the policies the schools are making. Otherwise, we don't... It, it's, it's, it's an automatic loss. Ladies and gentlemen, since we touched on it, America, 13 colonies originally, 11 of them, if you wanted to run for public office, you had to say, Jesus Christ is your Lord and your Savior and your God. Mm -hmm. And the Bible was used in the courts for morality, justice, and ethics. Mm -hmm. 
the American Revolution. Why do we have a America? Because the pastors led it. Right. They led it. President Abraham Lincoln called for a national repentance during the Civil War, blaming it on the sins of America. Mm-hmm. This has always been a Christian nation, Judeo-Christian values. That's what made us great. And pastors have already been on the, always been on the forefront of even the politicians. They were the politicians originally. Mm-hmm. So, Fred, this somehow lie that we're not supposed to be involved in politics you're supposed to rule reign occupy take dominion you're supposed to evangelize well what are you doing yeah if you're not concerned with the youth if you're not truly with the youth to change what's going on in the schools don't tell me you're concerned with the youth or or the souls of the youth again what are you doing if you're not trying to change the policies in the government that is destroying the Bible out of schools. Right. You know, they're taking it out and, and they're taking Christ out of everything. But yet you say you worry about evangelizing souls? I don't know if you know what you're talking about, Fred. Right. right. The freedom we have now to go out on the street and preach is being taken away because we're not fighting in the courts to to keep that freedom the freedom we have of telling our kids that christ is lord it's not taken away yet but it's we see the foreshadowing of it with we can't parents in in uh key cities don't even have the right to tell their kids they're a boy or a girl they'll be they'll be they can be written up and the kids can be taken away from them because we didn't fight for the truth, the truth of the Bible. So, without fighting for the freedoms that we have, we lose them. Saints, we must realize that the enemy of Jesus and freedom uses the wisdom of their spiritual master, Lucifer, who changes the definition of words to deceive people. A person who believes in the ideology of socialist and communist, Marxist ideology, uses the term progressive. A socialist or communist believer doesn't admit their beliefs. No, they classify themselves now as progressive. Since they know the other terms have a negative connotation to the majority of Americans, especially Christians. I mentioned in my article, Christianity and Capitalism versus Marxism and the Green Agenda. Karl Marx, along with George Hegel, hated Christianity because of its beliefs in the individual inalienable rights under God. Marx and Hegel were determined to destroy Christianity by introducing another ideology that would take away the freedom and morality of the people who could then be controlled by taking away their property, thus their freedom. So what we're seeing in the schools, progressives, Marxist, hating Christians and God, Mm -hmm. changing the values, and, and that's who is brainwashing, changing the opinion of the youths. Mm-hmm. And so, Pastor, if you say you're concerned over their souls, why aren't you involved trying to get this Marxist ideology out of the schools? Fred? And that's we, see, we keep seeing the examples of what's happening. The, the youth get end up... That's where the Marxists and socialists are putting their energy into the schools. So that's where we got to put our energy into the schools to and the policies that the schools are running by. So 
certainly we got to get the we as pastors need to be working together to make sure that this happens that teaching the teaching from the pulpit that how the parents can be getting involved teaching from the pulpit how the kids that care can be getting involved because there's there are a little there's remnants of kids that care teach them how to be involved and and getting the the policies changed for for what's good you know the it's it's righteousness it's godly because godly god cares about us that's why it's that's why it's godly it's good in 1811 the supreme court ruled that it was unconstitutional to remove the bible from school curriculums at that time the court sentenced a man to three months in jail who tried to remove it Mm. 1878 reynolds versus the united states government the supreme court ruled that christianity and government could not be separated since the government is built upon the bible and christian beliefs I was in a public school until about 1962, and teachers taught from the Bible. And it's a family foundational structure. One man as a husband, one woman as a wife was taught. Mm-hmm. Honestly, morality, traditional values were taught in school as well as on television. In 1962, the Supreme Court ruled for the first time against our Christian heritage and the decision within the first year instigated the removal of the Bible, 1963, but in 62, removal of prayer. Abortion, homosexuality were crimes punishable by imprisonment until 1973, when once again, a progressive, progressive Marxist Supreme Court continued to help change America's morality from a Christian to a Marxist ideology, which is the ideology of the United Nations. Wow. We were yeah. considered until recently Christian. Yes. Christian. Yes. And they've removed it to Marxist. Thank God for Trump that has reversed that in the Supreme Court. Yes. But uh, we are in a desperate fight. I've talked to uh, many, many people in Congress who said, why aren't the pastors supporting us when we try to come against immorality? The pastors are sitting back doing nothing. Right. And I ask you pastors, if you're watching or listening, why aren't we doing more? Now, if you are involved, thank God. If you're not, you need to evaluate everything we're saying. And I pray you change your views if you really care about souls like you say you do. We're losing the souls of our children from kindergarten through university. What's the use of trying to teach them one, two, three hours when you're not dealing with what's destroying them eight, ten hours a day? Fred? Yeah. i thinking about the word progressive. Progressive. Progress. Look at the progress we have. You go down, you go into a city now and, and you see more and more people uh, homeless. You can see more and more people addicted to drugs and their, and their lives are miserable. You talk to them in person, they, they admit their lives are miserable. You, you can't, it's not a lifestyle. It's, it's, a, it's a whole crash of their life. That's not progress. That's, that's destruction. And that's exactly what the communists want. The Chinese wants to destroy us. They started back in the 50s of getting into the schools and getting into the school boards to get the Bible out of the school because they wanted to destroy us. And, this, and, we, and the pastors let them. 
We are in a hellish struggle for the soul of America. We must restore the biblical values and morality which the pilgrims, Puritans, and our founding fathers believed in, thus forming the laws of morality throughout the courts and the original intent of the Constitution of the United States and the Bill of Rights, granting every American inalienable rights under God. If not, we'll be subjected to Marxist ideology promoted by the progressives who are changing the culture in America into accepting alternate lifestyles classified as abominations or sins in the Bible. Closing comments, Fred? The abominations and sins in the Bible. If you pastors should know what the sins in the Bible are and know what they are, but the people, maybe they get confused, but that's what you see happening. They... As we, in Romans 1, as we turn away from God, it, our hearts, the people's hearts get seared and God turns them over to their lusts. Because what else can he do? That, that fall into being turned over into the lusts is the result of all this, of the failing to get into the school system and set goals. Worldministries.org, worldministries.org, please accept Eagle Saving Nations. In other words, join it accept it, promote it. We have to have another great awakening. We're losing America. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this episode of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen, founder and president of World Ministries International. Warning Radio is a listener-supported program. We need your donations in order to continue airing these Christ-centered prophetic programs. Send your checks or money orders to World Ministries International, Post Office Box 277, Stanwood, Washington, 98292. To donate securely by phone, call 360-629-5248. Visit our website to find other ways of giving and a wealth of information about World Ministries International and host Dr. Jonathan Hansen. The website is worldministries.org. There, you'll also have access to hundreds of previously aired radio programs, made-for-television videos, thousands of articles, Dr. Hansen's books, and travel itinerary. Again, the website is worldministries.org. The phone number is 360-629-5248. Tune in at this same time, Monday through Friday, on this radio station for the next exciting edition of Warning Radio with Dr. Jonathan Hansen. Remember, the Lord is not slow about the promise of His return, as some count slowness, but is patient toward you, not wishing for any to perish, but for everyone to come to the repentance that leads to eternal life.